Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. How are you all doing this week? I am doing amazing. We are here. It is finally here. It has came. It finally came. That little meme thing, right? Where it is Metal Fest 11. Hell yeah, out at Boondocks Event Center at 3850 Beach Grove Road. But, what? wait a second. No, stop. Er, put the brakes on, Mark. We got to tell. You got Blood of Angels here in the Metal Forge, and we're talking to them about their performance. They are closing out the Saturday night show at Metal Fest this year. Holy hell, I'm so excited because I'm going to be there right up at the front of the stage, banging my head against the stage. Metal will take its place. We will all be bonded by blood. Yeah, hell yeah. Shout out to the Bailoff there for that and Exodus. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. That's for Bobby. Fuck yeah, it's for Bobby there. So, yeah, uh, got the guys here. We're going to be talking. I, I got to talk to him a couple weeks back, and I wanted to put out this special, you know, Metal Fest Day show where we get to talk to a band that's actually playing the show this time. You know, not have it a couple weeks out or a couple weeks after, but actually on the start of the day. And 
So many awesome fucking bands are going to be playing this year. Holy hell. Let's just look at tonight right now. We've got the Hoodlums, Jim Harlson, Boozer, Modern Primate, Slowkill, E-Flat, Two Pump Jump, Boombox Poets, Hollow Valley, Year of the Gun, and my band Overload closing out tonight. Holy shit, that is a crazy lineup. Such awesome people. And then Saturday, it's, you know... A ton of fucking bands that day, too. Dawn of Ascension, Hopewell Fault, Dilation, Devil Be My Judge, Kerr, you know, from Lexington, Kentucky, Feral Hound, Lechuga, Bastard Sons of a Judas Goat, Inner Decay, Joe Gudge, Joe Grudge, Blah, Grandshaw, Artwork for the Blind, Celestial Serpent, Eulogy in Blood, Existing in Exile, and The Mighty Blood of Angels from Tampa, Florida. Hell yeah. And we're going to check in with them here in just a minute. There is also a Sunday deal where you've got Taylor Road, Kentucky Ugly, Ned, Euclid, Stranger Skies, Wretched Abyss are playing. There's so much going on. It's 25 bucks, 21 and over at Boondocks Event Center at 3850 Beach Grove Road. You need to be there. You need to donate to the good cause. This is the Jeremy Wade No Cancer Fighting Weekend. Fucking right. Metal Fest 11. So, how is everybody? Still getting some messages on the on the whole Pantera thing. Um, now that it's been confirmed that Zach Wilde and Charlie Benante are going to be a part of it, I, I've, I get so many people that are like, "What the fuck is going on? What what is this?" What I mean, I get it. And honestly, if I were to pick two people to do it, those would probably be the two guys that I would say, "Hey." They probably have the clout to do it. I know Zach does for sure, but honestly, Zach and Dime, where they they do play similar, but they are completely different. And any guitar player who who will get onto this discussion will tell you that no two guitar players play the same. So there's just that. Hell yeah! So we got Jason Gardner coming back from the heavy metal wasteland with I can't even pronounce it. I, I feel so stupid. It's, uh, uh, Jason, help me out. How do we pronounce this? Hey guys, welcome back to the Wasteland. I am back from Tatooine upon collecting my power inverters, and I stowed away on a freight ship back to Earth in present time, and rediscovered a band that I used to love back in the early uh, 2010s called Svolk, spelled S-V-O-L-K from Oslo, Norway. They are a five-piece stoner doom band with a little bit of maybe early Danzig thrown in there. They are the only self-proclaimed bare metal band in existence. So if you're into that genre, this is the band for you. I'm not sure what bare metal is, but who am I to argue if that's what they're calling themselves and that's what I'll refer to them as. But uh, getting back to this band, uh, they released only two albums back in the early uh, 2010 era. The first one's called Smoke Em All, obviously a play on the Kill Em All title. And the second one is called Nights Under the Round Table. They were both released on Napalm Records. There's some videos from each album up on YouTube. There's a video for the song Painbringer, which I think is hilarious. I won't spoil it for you here, but uh, you should watch it. It's, it's pretty funny. But, uh, man, what I really like about these guys is they don't really take themselves seriously. They almost seem like a party band. But 
the lyrics are really deep. They make you think about stuff. Like, for instance, on the uh, Nights Under the Roundtable album, there's a song called To Conquer Death, You Only Have to Die. It's probably my favorite song by them. It's super heavy, super depressing. But, like I said, I mean, the image these guys put out versus the, you know, lyrics they sing about is kind of like a yin yin yang situation. Uh, not, don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing. If you're looking for a new band, uh, an obscure band to uh, show your metal cred to your friends who would probably never ever hear about this band, uh, this is a good one to check out. Or if you're looking for some uh, southern metal with a uh, Norwegian flair, maybe this is the band to check out. They have had a uh, reunion show post on Facebook that I'm pretty excited about. So hopefully we'll be getting some new music from them. Uh, maybe some shows, maybe one day a U.S. tour if all goes well. Who knows? I don't think you can go wrong with this band if you're into the heavier stuff. So yeah, just check them out. And, uh, you know, both albums are equal. I don't think you can go wrong starting with either one. Uh, I actually think they're probably uh, on par production-wise with each other. And uh, songwriting-wise also. The riff for the song Sweet Agony is... Uh, probably one of my favorite riffs it's so fucking groovy and heavy uh so that's on the first one so if you're looking for just a couple song recommendations to get started i would go sweet agony probably uh to conquer death you have to die off the uh, second one so those are two good places to start if you're just into checking out singles but um yeah so that's all i got for you today keep it short and sweet i know i've been kind of rambling the past uh, few uh appearances i've been here on mark's show and as always, I want to thank him for giving uh, me a few minutes to talk about some uh, bands I think you all might like. And uh, as always, guys, stay safe, stay heavy, and we will see you next time. Sweet. Awesome stuff. Jason, thank you so much for your contribution this week. And new things are coming on the horizon. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a little bit different, but still kind of the same. You'll see what's coming up. Or actually, no, you won't. You'll hear what's coming up. Fucking right. I'm just like in this like amped up mood. I'm going to be playing tonight. It's 9,000 degrees outside and it's metal. It's heavy metal. And that's what we're here for, you know. Heavy metal madness. Kicking ass and taking names. So, let's go ahead and get into this episode with Blood of Angels. This is 40 Year Journey.
Metalheads, I'm being joined from Florida this week, but not really because they're here in Kentucky for Metal Fest. I've got Aaron and Jonathan from Florida's own Blood of Angels here. Dudes, what is going on? 
living the dream, man. That's all I could say, you know. I mean, we were at Metal Fest last year. We had a fantastic time with all the wonderful people there in Kentucky for a great cause. Uh, we auctioned off a guitar last year that we helped to add an additional uh, close to $500 with with that raffle. And um, we're looking to continue the effort to contribute to such an awesome cause that this is. We pretty much sold out of all of our merch and made our contribution that way as, as, as well. It was a great time. And whenever Alan came up to us and it's like, I have to have you guys back. Could I have you back next year? And we were like, yes, 100%. Because it was a great experience. The audience was incredible. All of the bands on the stage were incredible. Oh, yeah, top to bottom, high quality. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a yeah. fun show. And that was in a different place than it is this year. So, yes. like, yeah. that was out in uh, in uh, Lebanon Junction at County Line Swinging Doors. This year, it's back at its original location at the Boondocks in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Okay. And right it, it's totally fun. And, yeah, I'm looking forward because, you know, my band's playing tonight on the Friday night show of it. And you guys are headlining Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? That we are, yeah. Pretty exciting. Very exciting for us. Hell, yeah. And, you know, I cannot say anything bad about the the show at all it has been such an awesome awesome production over the the 11 years that it's been there and you know alan has you know he's done a lot for the community and for um just the memory of his friend jeremy wade no you know just super yeah. rad i'm glad that like you know we have something like that here that we can we can fall back on Oh yeah, yeah. No, so it's, it's a wonderful thing for the area, and it, it seems like such a strong community outreach. And you know, and that's how we felt last year, and even this year. You know, when I got the flyer, and I, you know, I posted on the page on our page, and and did some advertising targeting, you know, the Shepherdsville slash Louisville area. Um, I mean, ju- just a wonderful response, and some of the messages we got of some of the people that are. You know, not only excited to have us back, but excited to really attend this event and to make it yet again another memorable one. And and that gets our juices flowing as well. Hell yeah. yeah. The sense of community and, I mean, just, it's almost like all these people that we've never met before, but by the end of the day, we all feel like family. Um, it. It was an incredible experience last year. I really look forward to this year. I mean, it was it was so much so that I mean, people would be offering food and drink. You know, says hey, we don't have much, but hey, you know, you know, join us. You know, I, I remember the first day of Friday. You know, when things started kicking off. You know, we we were you know we do what we do. We um, the the cool thing that I love about you know my brothers here you know with a, a blood of angels is that you know we we don't we don't hide we don't do backstage so we you know we had we had our beer and we we're going around and shaking hands and meeting people and getting to know the other bands and other people attending and just meeting people you know I mean I remember one guy you know I shook his hand and he's like oh yeah yeah I heard about you guys from Florida man hey you want some pizza we got some pizza here you guys hungry and everything. And it was really cool because you know, I mean, we just we just we drove you know completely the night the Thursday night before, like all night, you know. We got to the grounds at about like eleven a.m. and you know didn't really have time for any of that. So I mean, the kindness of strangers, as you'd say, is um, 
has been more uh, prevalent there than any other place that I could say that I've experienced in a similar atmosphere. Right. Yes. And, you know, last year was so hot. Like, the weather yeah. was so ridiculously oh, yeah. hot. Like, I know. Even, even for us being in, like, humid, you know, hot, humidville, you know, where we live, it's still, it's still, uh, kick our ass a little bit. Oh, right. Yeah, my, skin tone, my, my skin tone definitely was a different color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back in. And I live in Florida. I've been here my whole life. And yeah, I definitely came back a darker shade. <laughs> right. Well, there's nothing like, I don't think there's anything like the Midwest summers here in, in the, in the uh, Kentucky area. They just, they're just so humid and it's just blah. <laughs> there's no yeah, escape. I mean, as, hot, as hot as it is down here in the deep South, um, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it, it is, it is, a, it is a little different. It is, it is, it is quite different. Like I, I mean, uh, you know, just short tidbit. Yeah. A few years ago, I, um, played a festival in uh, Michigan and here I am, Florida guy thinking, Oh, Michigan, big deal. You know, this ain't gotta be hot. So I go on stage. We went, I went on at like four in the afternoon, but full black jeans and boots and everything. <laughs> After I was done with the set, I crawled under a semi trailer that was, you know, in the backstage area to get away from the damn sun. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I almost got heat stroke in Michigan. I mean, that's just like saying you. I almost got frostbite in Egypt. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So looking forward to that. Absolutely. Tell everybody out in Metal Forge land about Blood of Angels. Okay. Um, Blood of Angels um, originally started in uh, late 2015, like October 2015. Um, originally the idea, I mean, I had a band, uh, called foreshadow, um, that I had for eight years and we did, you know, we did a couple albums and, uh, we did a lot of things. We got the tour in South America and we toured all over the U S and Canada with that band. I got to, and, um, uh, you know, and it, it was just after the eight years and everything and um, that time, that band, you know, it was just time to call it a day. You know, it, it, I've, it really ran its course. I, I was I was kind of about to really take a break from music, but then I got a phone call from uh, a friend of mine, um, Steve Veninga, out in California, who was asking me what I was doing musically, and I told him oh, I just kind of ended the band. You know, I was going to take a break for a while. He's like, "Oh no, you can't do that." And he gave me this whole, you know, coach coach before going into the Super Bowl, you know, pep talk speech. You know, he's like, "Oh, dude, man, you got the skills, you got writing, you know, we, you know, man, you got to come up and do something else." And I was like. Well, you know, I do have all these songs that I was going to do, um, you know, the, a third four-shot album for. So um, originally, I was just going to kind of keep it as a studio project, you know, something to do on the side. And I left it that way. Um, and then uh, what happened is, um, you know, I came across some, some of these awards, uh, you know, independent music award shows. And I started putting our, the original single, Odin's Wrath, out there on internet radio and things. And it was tracking. It was doing pretty good. We were, I was getting a little attention for that. Um, the big one was the Independent Music Award in 2018 that was up in New York. And we ended up being nominated for it. So I flew up there for the awards show. And then, it, and then we actually ended up winning uh, Best Hardcore and Metal Song that year at the Independent Music Awards up in New York. And after that, you know, I got, started getting hit up by booking agents and record labels and things like that. And I'm like, 
okay, this is getting for real. And also, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a young man either. So it was kind of like, you know, I either go for it now or I shut the hell up and forever hold my peace. And to really go, to really go for it, you know, um, I, you know, the other guy, the other guys that I had in the band at the time really weren't committed that way. I had to tap my friends um, that I know that were really, really committed musicians because it was really time to move it to the next level. So the first person, of course, I hit up was Jonathan, who's here with us, uh, the drummer. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, asked him if he was interested in, you know, ma you know making a new, another record and doing this. And he gladly accepted. And we did that. And then I got a hold of Maggot, who was playing bass. Um, the final thing was um, a vocalist. And I really didn't know any singers or anything at the time. But the guy at the time, we were practicing at a friend of Jonathan's house, who turned out to be Randy. He had a he had a room that he you know you let bands kind of jam in the back and that's where we were practicing and we we're talking about like needing a new vocalist and he was like can I give it a try and we we're like yeah sure no problem so um, you know he kind of does a karaoke version of a mushroom head song and he sings both vocal parts you know incredibly very well and I was like well if you want to do this man he got the gig you know so yep. he jumped in on it and basically the rest is history. And, you know, since then, we put out the album The Failure of Faith. We've been on a Black Sabbath compilation that was released in Europe. Uh, also recently, a Motorhead compilation that was done in Europe. And our uh, recent release that is going to be our first one on our brand new record label that we signed with, uh, Biohazardous Records, which a few of the bands, uh, like Slow Kill and 3, 3DR and Pharaoh Hound, very are, familiar you know, are also going to be part of Metal Fest. Very, yeah, very exactly. familiar with uh, Biohazardous and Dave. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, the single we just did, Spillage, is going to be our first release with them. You know, and then uh, and then we'll be uh, working on a new album coming Definitely. up. Definitely. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok.
Pro Wrestling. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. I'm seeing here on the Metal Archives, and I kind of consult them a lot, even though there is that whole wikipedia falseness to some things on here because people are just reporting as they go but it it shows here that of course that y'all started in 2015 the the rise of the fallen gods ep was 2017 but 2020 was when failure of faith came out right and it was late in 2020 when it came out so yeah october 2020 yeah definitely so with that being you know a couple of years old now and obviously we know the state of everything with it like tours and such was getting together record and recording that was it something that happened because of the pandemic or were you already in in the process of doing that oh we were already in the process of doing that actually uh, when the pandemic hit um, we were we were only about two songs away from finishing the album. Okay. So we recorded we recorded the last two songs, um, and then sent and then uh, sent everything off to the record label that we had at the time, Slip Trick Records, and then you know they released it in uh, October, early October 2020. I think it's October fourth, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So so now you've got the follow up written, and and are you? All, is it already recorded? Oh, the uh, the follow up? No, um, we just have recorded a single. Okay. Um, it's a fun. St- it's a kind of a fun story with the single of Spillage. Yes. Yeah. There's <laughs> um, here how it goes. Um, there's uh, the Metal Deli podcast. It gets syndicated also into um, a few internet radio stations, and I think a, I think a couple of FM stations in Chicago. Um, the hostess there uh, was playing uh, one of our songs, Monotheism, on uh, her show pretty regularly. Um, there was a band in Chicago who's called Spillage, and they wrote a song called Blood of Angels. So she thought it would be a cool idea, since us being Blood of Angels, if we write a song called Spillage and came to <laughs> us with the idea. And then the idea, you know, and once we have a release, she was going to bring us up to Chicago that we would play a show with um, with the band Spillage, and we listen, you know, it's, and uh, Spillage is a really killer band. They they have like um, a very power metal, like kind of reminiscent of like Dio a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Blood of Angels song, it's a very beautiful song, well well sung, well arranged, very kind of acoustic. You know, it it's definitely has that cool ebb and flow between um, like power metal heaviness and you know some of the melodic acoustic stuff and. And it's a really beautiful song. 
And of course, us being the style of band we are, we took it completely in the opposite direction, making something that is kind of the Frankenstein of Pantera and Cradle of Filth. <laughs> that is amazing. I just, yeah. I just. So, so that that's that's where that single came from. We also thought it'd be a good idea to get a a new release of a new original song with our new label before we jump in the next year, fully focused on doing our next album. And so far, the title we got is would be the Le Onks de Bantano, which um, is a amalgamation of uh, French, German, or Scandinavian, because all of OV, you know, could be used Norwegian or Swedish or Danish. And then Bantano is, you know, is uh, Greek. So basically, it translates within the four language amalgamation, the fear of death. Nice. With that, I mean, obviously, um, as they say, you know, for like the wheels of justice turn slowly they they do for a lot of music as well because there's bands out there that you know they they they're religiously on the deal of you know they'll do an album every two years with you guys in your in your camp i mean how do you go about the process of of i guess putting out something um we're pretty streamlined mostly um I mean, uh, uh, well, put, putting some putting something the business side. Uh, I'll, I'll clarify the question a little bit. Putting something on the business side or the process of writing. The the process of writing to to getting everything like okay, this is where we know this is an album. How do you get to that point? Okay, um, so far so far in the writing process uh, is usually if we've come up with um, a general concept and a theme. I mean, with the first EP, Rise of the Fallen Gods, it was originally intended to be a full uh, a full length album, um, and the original original idea is that it was going to be three songs poking on different polytheistic um, mythologies. Um, what ended up being was just the three songs based on Norse mythology. I was I also had three songs based on Greek mythology, also three songs of Roman mythology a cool instrumental in there and that and that was going to be like the full album of it but i was only really able to get the the guys in the lineup at the time just to be able to commit to the three songs because they had other paths of their life they wanted to continue on so i just released it as an ep and uh the failure faith of course was the concept of um that basically uh you know only uh, saw an album we took um the three big religions uh monotheistic religions judaism uh, Christianity and Islam, and the first half of the album really con- the first half of the album really talks about the concept on how these faiths really came into being chronologically. Um, you know, like the first song is monotheism, talks about the you know the idea from many polytheistic re- religions, of course, that were going around in the world, the ancient world at the time, to the idea of the singular God. Um, I know, you know, I know Zoroastrianism was actually the first monotheistic religion, but Zoroastrianism really didn't have a global impact, so I just went straight to Judaism. Um, and then, you know, and then we did a song about basically a 40-year journey, you know, the idea of Moses and, you know, the travel of the 40 years and how Judaism basically in the Old Testament came to form. Right. Uh, Blood of the Lamb is actually the questioning of Jesus' actual existence and Christianity in general and its validity. Um, the messenger is basically, I talk about, you know, Muhammad and Islam, basically how the, in the first part, you know, and the song's broken up a little bit, you know, in the first verse is how, you know, 
the, the story of Muhammad, how he got the message from Gabriel, et cetera, and how he, how he went to Mecca and told the scholars, you know, this, basically the story of it. And then, of course, then I, then I also bring up kind of the point that how it's interesting that he supposedly died in 450, but the first Koran was never produced until 490. Why the 40-year gap? Legit question, you know. And then the second half of the album, it goes into, like, some of the things that religion has inflicted on man to, to create um, the, uh, chaos and, you know, and a lot of senseless violence. The Crusaders, I try to wrap up, you know, 200 years of war in a seven-and-a-half-minute song. Tried my best. It's <laughs> a lot of detail, but, you know, but I, I think we covered it well. Um, you know, the King of Hops is about the Protestant Reformation. The reason why it's called the King of Hops is because that was Martin Luther's nickname in seminary school because of his love of beer. So I called it the King of Hops. I go into Disaster of Supremacy, which is a song about um, you know, how basically uh, the ideology of a singular racial superiority and a singular idea of theology is um is never good is never good for global society you know not one race is superior not one religion is superior so that song gets into that Definitely. um and then the album closed out, out with america's mythologies which i talk about the religions that are mostly based on christianity that were created here in america and i poke after the big ones which is um uh, the um, Jehovah's Witness. I had a verse about the Jehovah's Witness. I do a verse about Scientology, and I do a verse about the Mormons. Definitely. So that's the that's the concept of the failure of faith. Is basically questioning, you know, the, the, the legitimacy of, of organized religions and their claims as to be fact without any really proof backing it up that it is fact. For um, sure, and I think. Meant- and I think in today's society, you know, where this is two years ago, and and more than two years ago, in the including the writing process for the release and everything, I think yeah. in today current, you know, July twenty twenty two is possibly more uh, more on point than ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say so. I mean, you know, we're you know, I mean, to some degree, we're starting to see the erosion, the slow eroding of of rights based on nothing but the dogmatic interpretation of of one's religion, and and even and even not the big grand scale of religion. It's just one small passage, not an actual gospel, kind of of an offshoot idea. <laughs> right, you know, misinterpreted. I mean, you know, the, you know, the list goes on, but it's being taken as you know, dogmatic holy truth, and yeah, you know, and yeah, you know, and again, these are these are the things that kind of concern me. I, I have agree with George Carlin. I think kind of made a point. It's like mm-hmm. you know, I'm all fine. I love individuals, and I love individual thought and individual thinking. But people. when I when when I get a little worried is when people gather in groups and wear similar hats. And the same armbands, enchanting the same message, you know, like mindless thinking robots. That I think that's that's when things get um a little scary when mob rule takes over. And yes, I agree with you a hundred percent on that, and with George on that. I mean, there is still so much of his, you know, his stand up that is so valid today. And you know, he's been he's been gone since two thousand and eight. And even, oh, yeah. even stuff that he was he was uh, calling to arm and action in the '80s and '90s that still hold true today. Very much so. Very much so. And I, I notice here on the metal archives as well that they you you kind of glossed over something here 
with with okay. the album release. You also do a cover of I Don't Need Religion. Yeah, that's on the Failure of Faith album, yeah. Which anybody who knows me personally knows I'm a huge Motorhead fan, so mm-hmm. hell, hell yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it yeah, when people... Great. Obviously, I, I don't think anybody can do... It, my band has done a Motorhead song, and, and I don't think anybody can do any justice to doing Motorhead but Motorhead, but, you know... Still, fair enough. It, it, it's it's nice to have people who are you know who dig them too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it it was the first recording I got to do since Lemmy passed away, mm. and um and you know I wanted to do, of course I wanted to do a Motorhead song like kind of as a tribute to you know one of my biggest influences and and heroes. But also at the same time, find a song that fit what we were doing theme-wise with the album as well. And um, of course, I came across that one, and uh, that was definitely the one that checked off both boxes. Oh, absolutely! Hell yeah! So, dudes, I'm definitely looking forward to your performance tomorrow at Metal Fest. You know, if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky, Shepherdsville, Kentucky area, it is out at the Boondocks. Obviously, links for that show will be listed below. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com We carry all the top brands like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards! It's gonna get weird is the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) Weird. It's Gonna Get Weird is the name of the podcast, available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. But let's go ahead and get into some general profile questions for you guys. Sure. So, uh, the last few weeks, I've told everybody here who's listen, who's a you know a fan of the show and listening that I just recently got a hundred new questions, and at least for some time, there's not going to be any repeats. 
<laughs> so well, that, that's a good thing, you know. That, that is that an absolute. And they they're on a deck of cards that I constantly reshuffle. And so I even if I go through and look at say, hey, that might be a really good question. How would I answer that? I shuffle it up so I don't know where it goes. <laughs> So it's even a mystery for you. It is. So I like that. what's that? I like that. Definitely. So these are questions that are based on anything. They could, they could be uh, life. They could be, you know, music, movies, podcasts. They could be anything. So first question, who is someone that you would like to trade places with for a day? Uh, I I think for me... I think Dave Murray and Iron Maiden. Mm. Yeah, I really would. I, I really would love to, you know, go 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 on stage knowing that the crowd out there, a hundred percent certainly, every one of those forty thousand plus people out there, which is pretty much their average attendance. Yeah, you know, is just dying to hear what I'm going to play without going. Oh, I don't know these people. Let's see what they got. You know, so I think that would be actually be a cool thing, you know, where where everybody knows like everything you're doing and all singing along and and that energy and I don't know it would be it, I think it, it would be incredible and the reason why I just picked Dave is because um yeah I mean he's he's my personal favorite style wise in Iron Maiden so I, I, I can that agree is, with that, that yeah. yeah I mean um, I mean all three I mean Adrian's great Yanni is great it's just for me Dave is just. It's I I, I kind of identify with his style of playing more than the other two. Well, before we get into um, Jonathan's answer for this, I, I I'd like to like reply to you really fast on that. Is okay. you, you know what with Dave, I've seen them several times, and he is always like in the moment. He's smiling on stage. He you know for even being like metal, he you know I think power metal gets a pass. You can smile on stage too. And yeah, you can. Yeah. He just looks like he wants to be there. And everything I've ever seen of him in video interviews or anything like that, he just seems like a real jovial guy who just wants to be there and he enjoys what he does. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, and let's face it. I mean, aside from Nico, who came in later than everybody else, he's the only member that really hasn't ever quit. Yeah, no. I know. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been there. Yeah, I mean, since... I mean, almost since the beginning, right? Yeah, I, mean, I like, think he's seven, seven. I know he was. I know he's been on every album. Yeah, him and Steve are the only two. Yes. Yeah. That that's a great that's a great answer. I like that. So, what do you have, Jonathan? Well, I've been digging deep and really thinking hard, and that kind of a question it's it's one of those things. The way that my mind works, I never really have looked at anybody. In particular, um, talent-wise, ability-wise, um, recognition or anything like that, that I really, I guess the word would be envy or, or hey, I would like that experience. Um, <clears throat> I basically just look at things that I'm impressed with that, and if I work hard enough, I'll be able to achieve that. Definitely. But not on a personal, not on a personal level, um, you know, like toward that individual person because it's talent-wise and ability-wise and things like that. Um, it's scattered about from 
a multitude of people in all different walks. So it would be a collective. Um, so yeah, there, there, there's not a singular answer to that one for me. Definitely. I can get behind that too, because right. I mean, everybody has their own path and everybody does their own thing. So, I mean, and viewing, viewing it objectively is, and saying, if I put in the work, I could do that. Yeah. I could get that too. Awesome. Hell yeah. Are you related to anyone famous or historical? If so, who is it? Um, I know I have an ancestor, Alistair Robinson, from the late 19th century. I wouldn't say um, he was a poet and he won a Pulitzer for his poetry. I mean, I guess probably you know scholars of poetry may know of him. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how how deep that goes, but I mean, you know, I mean that. It, I mean, as an accomplishment from an ancestor like that. Hell yeah! I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a you know a passed down or a hereditary gene or something. And you got the the writing from him. <laughs> maybe maybe that's that, quite popular. Yeah, maybe that's why I go with song lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. On my end, um, not that I'm aware of. Not that any other family is divulged or you know explained okay yeah i think that's a i think that's a very interesting question because it's like for me i don't think i'm necessarily related to anybody but i know like like my grandmother my my dad's mom had like she knew harry truman and like she she like fed sunday dinner to john dillinger but it's like, <laughs> yeah, like That's after, great robber, uh, yeah, uh, but like actually being related to people like now, I don't, I don't know of anybody that I'm, I'm related to. Yeah. So <laughs> I get what you mean. It's like, I, I think as, as generations go on, a lot of that is it, it's either a forgotten or just not talked about. And then it's forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, name something on your to-do list that never gets done. Working out. <laughs> Exercise is always on my to-do list. Everything, all, everything else comes up in life, and oh yeah, I got to get this done. I got to put in my guitar practice time. I got emails. I got this. You know. Oh, now I got to go make money. Yeah, working out never gets done. At least to me lately. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would say on my end would definitely be do and complete all the yard work and have the pool up and running and everything ready to have like the band and friends over for the weekend. Um, it only gets done in sections, little piece by piece. But with a busy schedule, working and everything with the band and other side projects, um front yard gets done so that looks good on the roadside but (laughs) not the backyard and 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 that's where everything happens (laughs) right right well the the roadside the front yard that's the one that the city comes in and bitches at you for (laughs) exactly (laughs) so that has to get done or 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 the neighbors are like is everything okay? Your yard is atrocious. <laughs> right. Yeah, I found that one with a simple 40 bucks a month at my place. <laughs> right. And somebody else got to take care of it. Yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, your yard's a lot bigger than mine, so <laughs> it would be a lot more than 40 bucks. I guarantee that. 
And it's 40 bucks for the front yard. Yeah. <laughs> right. No kidding. Uh, but with what Aaron had said as well is yes, working out is another thing. I'll, I'm the same way. And I really got to do something because last year at metal fest, I seriously felt like I died on stage. It was so hot. And I'm just like, so yeah. like overweight. It's like, Oh my God. You know, <laughs> I'm not overweight. And I felt the same way. Uh, yeah. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I, I, I think when we played, I think I dumped about almost a case of water on my head during the whole set. It's oh, like yeah. every song I'm dumping in the, I'm not drinking the water. I'm yeah, I'm just dumping it on me just to cool myself down. And like, as it steams off, it, yes. was only, it only was a half hour set on top of that. So <laughs> Jesus. Right. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm definitely uh, buying a high power fan. Before, yeah, you know. no, I'm so glad. I'm so happy we're playing Saturday night. I really am. I, I <laughs> you know, I seriously hope that it's it's cool sat, uh, this whole weekend. You know, I really do because it. it I've played the nighttime slot like a like ten and eleven o'clock at night on either the Friday or the Saturday, and it's all. It sometimes feels like it's just as hot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the sun's not beating down on you, but the air still hasn't had a chance to cool. Exactly. Yep. True. What was the worst time you ever put your foot in your mouth, and what did you say? Oh, I know I have. I got to try to remember something, though. I know I have, though. <laughs> I try to keep my mouth shut as much as possible. <laughs> because my thoughts, I know, will get me in trouble. <laughs> Well, that's because you're a drummer, and that's what drummers... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not <laughs> that's wrong. what drummers do. <laughs> I put it on the drums. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just gonna, I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I know I have. I just can't recall it. Honestly, I, 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 honestly, I just can't really recall the time, but I'll honestly admit that I, that I have done that. I know I've done that. I just... I'm just trying to. I'm just. I just don't recall a story right now that you know Absolutely. that I could really tell what I have. But I'll admit that I have. Definitely. What is something that you don't mind paying more money for? Good quality food. I agree with that. Um, beer, right, fresh vegetables, things like that. You know. Yeah. Right. Beer, on. liquor, things like that. You know, really good drink, really good food. Yeah, I need to have my jack number seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact... Most of the well whiskey, you know what I mean? As a matter or of fact, right now, um, out of where where we're from, um, Ybor City, Tampa, um, is this copper tail, and we're actually indulging in their night swim. It's a porter. So it's not cheap, but... It's a very enjoyable beer, so I don't mind paying a little extra for something really good and enjoyable, especially if I'm going to share it with my bandmates. Definitely. Which he does regularly, which is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed last year, uh, you you guys were really, really drinking. You were you're really putting it. We're a a band of Dionysian, basically. We, (laughs) we, we, We celebrate life. I mean, you know, even though we're you know a band of atheists, I'd say if we were going to we were going to pick one, it, it would be um, it would be Bacchus, the god of wine, which would basically be the god of you know all things fun and everything you know in Roman mythology. I need to get those. 
that 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 headdress from back in the day, you know, oh, with the, the grapes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grapes and the leaves on, on yeah. the crown of the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll do that while the uh, you know Beethoven's Pines of Rome is playing behind you. You know, that'll be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Fantasia going on. <laughs> nice. Uh, what do you do when you want to get out of your own head? How do you do that? I I write music. Um, I'll lock myself in my studio. Um, I'll get on the keys. I'll turn off the world and start with one note, whichever note just calls out to me, just lights up um, and just keep doing it until I kind of snap out of that stage. And then I hit play and I've orchestrated a song. Definitely. For me, um, it's just putting everything behind and just getting out of the house. And depending on my mood, it depends on what, what I do. Um, you know, I mean, anybody who knows me knows I'm I'm a big, like, Disney theme park person. I love it. It's something that's actually, psychologically, it's definitely a vestige from my childhood. I went the first time when I was eight years old and with my mom and my grandmother and fell in love with the place. And it's... You know, and it's something that I just repeat over and over again because it's it, it's it's just where I've had a lot of the happiest times with my family growing up. So I continue to repeat that to get the same experience, which I successfully do. Sometimes I need to go back in the nature. There's a lot of wonderful hiking trails and a lot of rivers around here. I'll just go on a trail and walk and hike it for like six miles. Uh, oh, very much so. Um, sometimes I just go downtown and I need to feel the history and the roots of where I am. So I'll go to the historic Ybor city, you know, and walk the footsteps of the founders who came, you know, the Cuban immigrants who fled Spanish rule and came to America to seek their own business and fortune. And that was the city they built out of it and the cigar industry and walk the same footsteps of the ancestors that, you know, that brought the city into being. It just all depends on my mood at the moment and and what works for that period of time. I have various things, but basically in general it's just to put everything behind, get out of the house, and go explore and enjoy. Hell yeah. And see, that's what it's all about right there. Is yeah. Doing that, doing that stuff that makes you feel complete like that. Exactly. Hell yeah. Balance. Yeah, you have gotta, to have it. Gotta have balance. Definitely. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! 
an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. So, as always, links are listed below, so please give these guys a like, a share, and a follow. Please check out anything you can within Bandcamp, any kind of website, Spotify, YouTube, all places where you can find Blood of Angel stuff. Please check it out. Do you guys have any shout-outs you want to give before we go today? Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Dave Wright over at Biohazardous Records. Um, since we've started partnering with him, he's been nothing but gracious and incredibly wonderful with us, and we're incredibly honored to be part of such an awesome record label with such awesome talent. And um, and just, I mean, I've, I've never worked with anybody that responds with such care, honesty, and... Um, uh, I'll, I'll just go with care and honesty. I had another adjective for the moment, but of course that was positive as well. Um, but uh, understanding really of uh, of the of us as artists and how we feel and how we think, we always feel we can go to him with anything. And you know, and and he gives us one hundred and ten percent. So you know, which in turn makes us want to give him one hundred and ten percent at the same time. So big thank you to him, uh, particularly. Um, also, uh, Preston DiCarlo, who's uh, at Modern Audio Works, who's um, been our engineer now for a few singles and um, the Failure Faith album, and will continue on with us into the next album. Um, he's been basically the fifth member of the band, uh, has really guided us recording-wise, and has really done most wonders to help us. Um, I'll give a big shout out to Rick and Heather at the Brass Mug here in Tampa, Florida, who gave us like our first opportunity on stage. It has always been wonderfully supportive, not just of us, but many talented bands in the Tampa area. Oh, yeah. um, as we've launched, the Brass Mug is, I mean, it's kind of famous. It's the launching hub of many famous bands that you all may know, like Cannibal Corpse and Obituary and Morbid Angel, just like us. They all got their beginnings at the Brass Mug. Um, they've kept that flame going. Uh, continued that flame going and the place has been in business for over 50 years DSI. promoting rock and metal DSI, yeah another one to throw in there shout mm-hmm. out to Steve um, you know uh, Nick for uh, the awesome merch at Precision Merch and um, and on a personal note you know just want to give love to um, Ada and Greg Robinson my parents who have been supportive of me on this journey since day one which I know is a very rare thing um, in the kind of music that we do but Love them dearly. And my beloved wife, Barbara, who not only, you know, has been a supportive partner for me personally, but also of this band and has uh, been there, um, photo, you know, doing bringing her professional photography work and, and her energy and love into the project as much as I have as a guitarist and songwriter. Hell yeah. I would like to, to thank, <clears throat> well, first, um, especially because of the, the event, Ellen Ashball, um, <clears throat> an incredible guy um, with just an incredible heart, and awesome. basically 
I mean, without him, events like this wouldn't be happening. And this community and family, as we spoke about before, wouldn't exist. I mean, it would, but it'd be broken apart and it wouldn't be as together as it is. Um, so, you know, a big thanks to him. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, next year, there better be a next year. Um, you know, I can't wait to do it again. Um, so probably the one show we'll do next year because we'll be busy on the record. But we'll yes, but yes. if you, writing, you would like to have us back, we'll be glad to do writing it. Writing and recording yeah. all 2023. But, you know, if that's the only gig we do, that'll be the one we do. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. My mother and father, um, you know, even if they didn't fully understand me, um and fully understand what I was doing with music. They always knew that it was a passion and how much it meant to me. Um, so I have had their support and um, I do have a lot of close friends that are musicians that have been there for me um, and helped me, you know, keep moving forward. Um, there's too many to mention, to be honest. Because if I start now, then it'll just keep going. Right. <laughs> and, and then that's a oh, that's totally another interview. So yeah, that's right. a whole new episode. We'll sit here for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I will leave it at that. You know, just blanket, you know, friends that are musicians and friends that are musicians that I consider family. Um, everybody knows who they are. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's really all the biggest um yeah absolutely and definitely i could get behind that uh so final question of the day so in mainstream media today what do you believe is the most misrepresented with metal <laughs> well i do have an answer to that yeah, i do too <clears throat> go ahead my friend <laughs> would be that um <clears throat> anything that's metal, anything with distorted guitars, anything with fast drumming, um, and anybody who not only plays it and performs it, but the people who listen to it are worshipping the devil. Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub. Um, to me personally, I don't worship anything at all and i thoroughly enjoy all forms of metal actually all forms of music i'm very eclectic in my musical taste um from classical music jazz blues all generations of it all um i don't worship anything now i would say there are bands that the subject matter is based on um, satanic rituals or, you know, different things that are evil. Um, but once again, like I've been saying throughout the interview, balance. So, you know, you can talk about all this good stuff. Well, there's also bad stuff. There's positive and negative energy in the world. And without one or the other, you don't have balance. So... But the mis misconstrued, the misrepresentation is that 
blanketed everything across the board that has any elements of anything in the music, it must be Satan worship, and it's not. Definitely. My answer, and I've come across this a few times, is the commentary that I've gotten from people. people um, is that uh, some people have said, oh, I'd love to come to your show, but I'm the wrong color. Usually I get that sometimes from people of African-American or, you know, sometimes Latinos, um, is the fact that this genre of music is a white music only, which is nothing further from the truth. Um, the biggest band in metal arguably is Metallica with a Mexicano and a half on, on bass and the lead guitar player of Kirk Hammett being half Filipino. Slayer, one of the heaviest bands of all time, which I used to find funny when I saw uh, fans, that would, you know, guys with swastikas tattooed on their chest cheering Slayer, with the vocalist being of El Salvadorian descent and the drummer being from Cuba. Where you have Scott Ian, also with the same fans cheering for Anthrax, where Scott Ian comes from Jewish family. Right. So, and, you know, and those are the biggest bands of thrash, not only, you know, the, you know, Charlie Bonante's half Jewish, half Italian. Um, and Joey there's a rainbow there's a rainbow of eclecticy and metal and it is open to all um, I, I think that I think that barrier is slowly being broken down I've seen some of times of our local shows that I've enjoyed seeing um, LGBTQ people who love metal are coming to our shows I've seen some trans people at our shows mm -hmm. you know which they're coming in and being greeted openly by other fans that are you know, cisgender heterosexual white males or females um that to me is the truth of metal and i think the inclusivity that our community truly is is needs uh needs to be put on the forefront and not just the fact that yeah you know of course you know we, we are majority you know the majority of musicians out there are white male true but it does go deeper than that. And everybody who is an outsider, who's a misfit, who doesn't think um, in the conformist way of our society is always welcomed. New, new fan, old fan, you're always welcomed in at the door as a brother, a sister, a non-binary, however you identify yourself, however you like to be, there is room in metal for all. I totally agree with that. I agree as well, and honestly, that's pretty well the sticking point, and I don't think that I could have any any reply back to that that would be as on point as it should be. Yep. Turn it on. So, Turn it on. Yeah. So with that, Aaron, Jonathan, thank you guys for coming into the Metal Forge this week. Don't forget, Metal Fest is this weekend, so... Please, if you're in the area, come out. Check these dudes out. They kick fucking ass. And you'll see a bunch of bands there. Because I think there's, yeah, so I think there's over Sweet 60 friend. bands or some shit. So. Yeah. yeah. Come hang out with us. Yeah, come come out. Come hang out. Come have a beer. Come, you know, enjoy this thing that we call metal. And the shit that we love to do. Right on, man. Community, family. That's what it's all about. Hell it's yeah. balance. Yep. Hell yeah. So, off of Failure of Faith, what are we going to play out today? 
Um, we can go with, um, I'd say let's go with um, a song that is recently gaining traction on Spotify, doing pretty well off the album. Yeah. Um, let's kick Let's kick this off with The Messenger. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. You heard him. This is The Messenger.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock 